Welcome back to It's Literally Fine podcast. I'm your host, Emily Savard, and this week we have a very special guest. But before that, this episode is brought to you by Only Oats Gluten-Free Oat Products, a Clear Angel portfolio company. The only national brand of gluten-free oats produced under the purity protocol with less than five parts per million of gluten in every bag. Non-GMO, only the good and none of the bad from a group of 40 farmers straight to you. Yep, just like it sounds, only oats, defining purity from farm to belly. You can follow them on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, or find them on www.onlyoats.com. Check them out, guys. But this week we have a lovely guest. I actually worked with her at Dynamite. I've known her since high school. It's crazy. Content creator Ashley Bloomfield. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How are you feeling? So like... Yo, you're a celeb these days. (laughs) Honestly, no, seriously. I used to work with her at Dynamite Idol, Inspo. Now she's killing it, has a whole family. We're going to get right into that. And so why don't you just tell us who you are? Where were you from? What's okay, um, so my name's Ashley Bloomfield. I'm 31 years old. I'm a mom of two, and I am a content creator. I have been in the Instagram slash YouTube world since 2016, yeah. I want to say. A while. Well, it feels like a while. I took it seriously as a business in 2016, but yeah. I've always kind of played around with Instagram and have always loved it. Um, and I am from Toronto. That's basically it. (laughs) So it's crazy, though, because I feel like you were one of the first people that I saw growing on Instagram as an influencer. It wasn't really a big thing until the last couple of years, but you had like this like beginning and you're just growing, growing and growing. You know, it's kind of strange. Yeah. How it's transformed. Honestly, when I first started or when Instagram first launched, I was like so excited for it. I grew up. Yeah. Around cameras. My dad always had the latest camera. He was always big on capturing the memories. So as I got older, I was always the girl who was out with, you know, the little mini digital camera in your purse. And I was always taking pictures and I would upload them to Facebook. I had like a million different albums on Facebook for absolutely everything. I love that. And (laughs) when Instagram launched, I was like, oh my God, this This is is perfect. This is my my place. This is where my people are, where I could just constantly share photos of the things I loved. And I literally just did it for fun, honestly. Was not taking it serious at all. Um, And I didn't actually start to get traction until I started to notice that companies or like larger corporations were now joining Instagram and right. using that as a platform to market their yeah. product. So at the time I was working at Dynamite with you yeah. and I loved taking pictures of my outfits and sharing yes, it on Instagram, um, just kind of a way to like upsell our product and get people in store. So true. And it worked. But it also caught the attention of Dynamite. And so they started to use my right. photos on God, about that. their Instagram page. They used it in newsletters, emails. And all of a sudden I started to notice like a slowly, like a, an influx of followers yeah. of people following me, asking me what I was wearing, where it was from, so on and so forth. And it just, for me, it was fun. I was like, oh my gosh, look, I'm helping all of these people. This is great. This is yeah. so cool. And then it slowly kind of just like took turned off. in. Yeah, it turned, it turned into, into this whole thing. After that, it was. Did it make you nervous that people, like these random strangers, were following you on Instagram and like kind of peeking in your life in a way? Not really. Yeah, I've always had the mentality that 
you know, I have got nothing to hide. And I've always been very open um, on my social media from like the beginning. So even though we Instagram did have the feature to make your profile private, I don't think I've ever done that because yeah. to me it was like, I've got nothing to hide. Yeah, I, this sure. is my life. This is how I'm living it. This is who I am. You can either like it or not like it. It's true. So it takes us like a type of person though to look at it that way because a lot of people are very insecure and like don't don't see it as like take it or leave it you know like I feel like we're similar in that way I'm very like what you see is what you get kind yeah of thing but not everyone's like that so it's exactly like, it takes a certain type of person to like yes and I also way. understand hesitancy when it comes to like certain parents who are like hesitant about putting their kids on the internet right. and what they share of their kids on the internet and I totally see their point of view as well as to keeping things private but for me and sharing like my family and the girls it's always been like we're, we're just very open. Yeah, yeah it, which like, is great. This is who we are. But people love that. Like, people love that. They love seeing a family. They love seeing people living their best lives, literally, right? Like, you want to go on social media and see someone having fun, having a good time, and, like, see their family. That's, like, what I use social media for, at least, you know? So, yeah. Like, I always used it as a way to keep in touch with, like, my yeah. friends and my family. So before I started gaining all of these followers and all of these new people in, I always looked at it as like I could share this photo and my aunt who lives on the other side of the country or my cousin who is in this part of the world, yeah. they can see what I am up to, what I am doing, how my girls are doing. And so then true. as it started to grow, I mean, I've dialed a little bit back on sharing too much of the girls. I definitely give Elisa more of a say now that she's three. <laughs> she yeah. will definitely tell me, like, no pictures. I'm not taking a picture today. Oh, my no. God. Or, like, she's very opinionated for a three-year-old. And she will that tell me so no cute. or, like, she doesn't want to do something. And I don't force her. Like, yeah. if she doesn't want to be part of a photo, she doesn't want to be part of a campaign shoot or anything like that, 100%, like, that's on you. We don't have yeah. to do that. You can do what you want to do. Right. So... That's I've so, always kind so of cool. treated it that way. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an interesting world, Instagram. And I feel like being a mom creator too is like a whole other level, you know? So started dynamite, Luxie hair. I don't, I feel like I don't <laughs> know this story weirdly. And I've known her for so long, but like how, how did you get that job? And how long were you working there? What were you doing there? So with Luxie hair, at the time, I was looking for a job that was a little bit more stable. You right. know, working in retail, yeah. you're working crazy hours every holiday. Um, there were just some crazy shifts where you'd work open to close, and then the next yeah. day you'd have to come in at the crack of dawn to either rearrange the store or open again. And yeah. it just wasn't giving me the flexibility that I was looking for. Also, at the time when I transitioned from Dynamite to Luxie, I had just started dating like my now husband. Right. And I wanted to have the ability to do more with him. Like, we were both very adventurous. We love going out. We love traveling. So yep. working in retail, there is... Just like not it. It, it. There's not it. And I just was looking for something a little bit more stable. I came across the Luxie Hair ad on... Um, a job platform. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, I shop their extensions. Right. This would be a perfect fit. I, I truly love working for companies that I use on a regular basis. I feel like it makes it more yeah, authentic. Definitely. And it makes me enjoy my job so much more. So I applied for the job, got the job. I was there for about two 
two and a half years. Because I feel like you were like thriving in that job. Like you were all over IG, like with the hair. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, this looks so sweet. Like I've never worn extensions, but I know so many people who have. So I'm like, this is like a really like high end brand. Like so cool. It was Such a great, a cool it was a great job. I mean, I thought I was thriving. They did teach me a lot that I know now about yep. the business. But in 2016, I was actually fired from my job there. I've never actually said that out loud. That's so weird. And I've never told anybody, but like my family and oh like my, my closest friends. But yeah, I was let go. Do you know why? <laughs> I mean, I know why, but it's, I, I don't want to be like, yeah, this, yeah, this isn't a drama channel. <laughs> um, I don't want to make it like too dramatic. Oh my but God, I'm, surprised. I'm so surprised. Right? Like I'm caught off guard. I, I felt like I was thriving. I was doing a great job. I was very close to the owners of the company. Yeah. Um, had a great relationship with them. Literally, they taught me everything that I know now. So I'm definitely very grateful for it. But yeah. I was let go for the okay. whole thing. And it was in that time period, I think it was about a month, that... I kind of like grieved the loss of the job yeah. because I took it very personally. Right. I felt very attached to my position. For sure, well, you're there for like two and a half years. Like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And I, again, I felt like they were like my family and my friends. So I took it a little bit personally. So it took me like a moment to get out of that. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this just happened. Yeah. And then I started looking for another job. Gotcha. I think I put out maybe... 400 like applications I was just applying 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 because the uncertainty of not having a job made me really really nervous so I applied and applied and applied and I got nothing Hmm. absolutely nothing interesting how things uh happen the way they do (laughs) right and so I remember one day I was just like laying in bed with my husband or my then boyfriend and I was just we were having this whole deep conversation and he looked at me and he's like, you should just start your own YouTube channel. Oh my God, this is how it started. Literally how it all started. And I was just like, no, like I can't do it. Like I'm so shy. I'm not used to being like in front of the camera. Not to mention, I was like, I hate the sound of my voice on recording. Like I could not get past (laughs) that. And to listen to my voice while editing was just not something I wanted to do. So I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And a couple of days went by and he just kept going at it. He's like, you would be great at this. He's like, look at all of the things you've done. He's like, I've filmed videos for Lexi's YouTube channel. I've created Instagram photos for them. You you had all the tools. I had everything. It was just my like ability to drop what I thought others would think right for me to start this and but it's interesting how things happen for a reason like that because far too often actually <laughs> getting fired from a job or something bad like happening kind of like catapults you into things you never knew you were into or like things you just never expected Ashley shared that she was fired I was also fired <laughs> from Red Bull Really? Yes. And not a lot of people know that other than like close friends and family too. Which yeah. is like why I'm like, you know what? We'll just share all the firing <laughs> here basically. But yeah, I share was all fired the personal from Red Bull after two, two years and seven months too. Really? So it was like, and like that was like my place. Like I thought I was thriving there. Like I was like bending over backwards with this company. I loved it. Like I really did love it. And no reason. So that's the thing. But I mean, then I found my nine to five. So I mean, like, I, yeah. look at it that way in the positives. You, you know? end up getting pushed towards what you are truly meant to exactly. be in. So I, again, like, even though it's such a weird reasoning and 
whatever, whatever their reasoning was. Yeah. Um, I'm still very grateful for that job because it did teach me literally everything that I know about the business that has gotten me to this point. And as soon as I started my first video, I literally have not looked back at at all. Haven't taken one single look back and thought, well, maybe what if? No, it's just been straight into this career. So... Just everything a happens for a reason. Everything yeah. happens for a reason. Everything happens for a and reason. And honestly, that I think that's this is like a huge thing to touch on. We were gonna do a whole episode on like toxic workplaces and and things like that, and like getting fired from a job and getting over it and stuff like that. Because a lot of people do experience that, and not a lot of people know that a lot of people do. Yeah, experience that. and nobody really talks about the hard part of getting over it. Yeah, because I took me getting fired personally. I was like, what did I do oh, wrong? So did I. Totally. I, am I in, inadequate? Did I not measure up? Did I fail at something? And especially in a job that you loved, like yes. you loved what you're doing. Like same with me, I loved it there, and I learned so much there. Very similar to Luxie. Yeah, I learned a lot. Like it's the basis of like my marketing career started there, and like just transformed into my now job, my nine to five. So it's like if I didn't have that. I might not have this job. You know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. But it's so weird how it, like, stepping stones to get to where you're, like, meant to be. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> so, obviously, content creation, you don't have to be in an office. It's not like no. a corporate nine to five. So, you work from home a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer that or do you miss, like, the office life? At first, I hated it. I, it's hard to transition into. It's a hard <laughs> transition. I... I was a very social person at that point. I loved interacting with people. I loved talking to people. Um, And I just loved being outside of my home. But when I started working from home, I was like, you stare at the same four walls every day. And it's just you by yourself. And not to mention all of your other friends, like my boyfriend now has been, they all had their own jobs. They're all working their nine to fives. So I was just sitting at home kind of like by myself, talking to a camera by myself, listening to me while editing, talk to myself by myself. So it was just a lot of alone time. But in that alone time, I learned to be comfortable with being alone Alone. and being on my own. So it, it was definitely very hard at first, but now I honestly can't see myself. Yeah in any other setting. Like, I can't see myself in an office job working yeah, on I think that would five. be so strange to go back backwards. It's hard, especially yeah. when you've become your own boss. Like, I make my own schedule. I pick and choose what I'm going to do right. that day. It, when you become your own boss, it's hard to be like, I'm going to go work for somebody else. Right. And right. they're now going to tell me what to do. I right. gained way too much independence, way yeah. too much comfort. And the love and the fact that I can just pick up and do what I want when I want to. Like I can, if I want to go on vacation, I can go yeah, on vacation. Yeah, exactly. We don't have, yeah. If so I want to take a day off, I can take a day off. I don't have to call into work sick. I don't have to ask permission to go anywhere. Like I you am my own like boss. like that better though with your kids too. Like it's, it's a nice, yes. you don't have to go anywhere. Literally, like you can be with them. I can be with them. I mean, it does. It gets a little hard sometimes. I was the juggling, maybe. <laughs> the juggling and the time frame, uh, especially because my girls, they love to be the center of attention. I am not allowed to have my attention on anything but them throughout right. the days. So they can be a little bit hard to juggle. But I love the fact that like I can do 
so many things with them while they are still young. Like right. we can create so many memories. One so summer true. we drove to a sunflower field. We went to a lavender field. We've gone on vacations. We have, we go to the zoo. Yeah. We do so many things while well, pre-pandemic. And we were able to get up and just go and do whatever we wanted to do that day. And I didn't have to worry about my work or yeah. calling a boss or asking for permission. I could right. just be with my and kids. And just be in the moment. Yeah. Yes. And I could just live in the moment. And I guess that's also the great part about being a like lifestyle content creator right. is I can document those moments and that is still considered still like work. Yes. Yeah. That's what so. my next question was is like, what is your favorite thing to post about like fashion, lifestyle, motherhood kind of thing? Uh, I I don't know. Like, I, I feel like your page is a very good mix of everything. That's the thing. It's like I love being that mix. I usually post whatever it is that I am going through in that moment. Okay. So when it was my engagement and planning like my bridal shower or my engagement party and then it was our us getting our first apartment and moving into our first apartment together and then decorating our apartment then it was getting pregnant with Elisa and then my life transitioning to a mom of one and then planning our wedding our bachelorette party or my bachelorette party and and then getting pregnant again with Evelyn like it's just been so easy to like document and share what's going on in my life and then having that mixture yeah um so I don't really have a favorite. I would just say everything. Like I really yeah. enjoy fashion. I love getting dressed up and posting and sharing outfits and things like that. I love shopping. <laughs> Same. I'm working it's on it. It's an ad- it's it's an addiction. It's a problem. A therapist <laughs> would probably be cheaper than retail therapy, so but so I'm true. in it now. Yeah. So um, I love sharing fashion. Uh, I guess motherhood milestones would probably be like a close second just because I love being able to share the milestones that the girls are going through. Not to mention like Instagram gives you the whole flashback memory thing. So it always pops up and shows me what we were doing on this day, two years ago, three years ago. And I'm always like, oh, I remember that. Or look at this video when they were this big. So I love sharing like motherhood milestones and then... I'm not going to lie. The pandemic has really put beauty on the back burner for me. Yeah. I mean, where are people going? uh, That's the thing. Where are we going? What are we doing? I don't look dolled up every single day. I look a mess (laughs) 99.9% of the time. So I've kind of put like beauty on the back burner, but I'll pop in here and there and be like, oh, this is my favorite product that I use once every blue moon. I like though (laughs) what you said about you post what you're feeling though in the moment. I do feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, some influencers take it so job serious. Like this is how they make money. So they almost curate their feed to look a certain way. And it might not be what they're feeling in the moment, like your posts. It could be something that just looks great in the feed. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. It's hard because Instagram wants that. Yeah. In order for your content to be pushed, it wants the perfect, the high quality, the most beautiful curated photos. Right. And so a lot of people are like, okay, well, I have to have a niche. I need to stick within that niche. Yeah. And I can't, alter and I can't waver. Uh, I have a friend who is a YouTuber 
and I also have her on Facebook and she posted this one video and it was so funny. It was like literally a blooper reel okay. of all of her YouTube videos that she never Cute. posted. Okay. But it was like her swearing and being like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is so funny. Like you should so post. Real. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you should post this on Instagram. And she's like, oh God, no, it's not brand friendly. Like I could never share this on Instagram. So that's the thing. It's there are content creators who are very like niche and very yeah. curated and they treat it very much so like a business but there are also a lot of us who are just like yeah that's this true. is for fun <laughs> and then so during the pandemic you said like beauty was on the back burner right yes. but did you find it hard not doing anything to create content I wasn't necessarily not doing anything to create content you can always find ways to create content yeah like getting outdoors or just literally what you're doing in that moment and trying to make it fun. It was more so finding the balance as to what would be appropriate to share. Right. Because during the pandemic, you know, everybody, there's a lot of people who are losing their jobs. They're losing their homes. They don't know if what they're going to be able to feed their kids that day. Right. Um, And the last thing I wanted to do was pop up on Instagram and be like, hey, buy this outfit. I know you're struggling, but you really need to buy this outfit. That's a great point. It was just, it just seemed a little insensitive to me at that point. So even though my management team did a great job at like hustling for me and still bringing in work I was very um I started to say no a lot more to things because I just didn't want to be pushy or come off insensitive to the other the struggles that other people were going through so uh what was the question (laughs) no that's no no that's exactly what I so it's it's interesting you say that because I completely agree we have so many different answers though from people because we've had some fitness like influencers on here that are like, I found it really hard to post because what am I posting? Like I'm not doing anything other than working out in my basement. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. So they found it very hard and they felt as almost like they were trying to push out content just to stay relevant. Yeah. So it's cool in the way that you were like, I can go outside and go for a walk and like that's my content. But you also have the ability with with your brands that you work with, like lifestyle, yes. motherhood. You know what I mean? Like you have a broad Yes. You're not focused on like one I feel like once you put yourself in lifestyle, you literally cover... You can do anything. You cover anything. So true. Um, I really wanted to be like just strictly a hair account. But honestly, the more that I started to grow in life, the more I was like, this is... These are things that I want to see. So I'm sure that there's somebody out there that wants to see them as well. And I started to follow more people who were like that, who were sharing the real, the raw, the good, the bad, everything and and everything in between because it just felt more authentic. And so I feel like there was always content that you could push out. It was just necessarily being mindful of what it was that you were doing at certain times. That's such a good point. That's a really, really good point. Because too, I found it interesting on Instagram during the pandemic people when things started to open up last summer and people were going out i was more hesitant of posting myself with people yeah because i'm like are people gonna judge me because i'm out for dinner with ashley one night and then so and so the next night well that's you know what i mean like are they like looking at me like i'm not taking it seriously which i totally was and that's the thing they don't know but i feel like social media doesn't really help with that like they only see what they want to see exactly well there's always going to be that one person who's going to take everything that you do negatively or have something negative to say about what it is that you're doing i however was again very hesitant with what i shared um 
going out wise like I have my social bubble yeah my best friend and my sister were both pregnant at the same time I was during the whole pandemic so they were basically my social bubble right they were who I spent majority of my time with so I felt no issues sharing like my time with them yeah but when it came to family gatherings or barbecues or even just going to the beach there was a lot of times where we would go to the beach one day and the beach would be packed oh my god I know absolutely packed and we lived like five minutes walking distance from our beach and we would turn around and just go right back because people were literally on top of each other and I was like this does not feel safe no um maybe we should back up a little bit or I just wouldn't share our experience at the the time because I didn't want like I don't want to face that exactly and like same thing I was at Ward's Beach last summer I'll never forget it busy as hell like people just everywhere I tried to take a photo of like the water with the boats instead of showing the beach because I'm like I don't want people to come for me in the dms and be like wow looks like you're taking covid seriously and it's like yo I'm with my same people I always hang out exactly like I'm taking the precautions that I need to take but you can't sit in a box the entire time and close yourself off and I think it's funny that people did look at COVID that way though and like did judge that way because it's like you're telling me honestly you didn't see a single person in a year that's true do you know what I mean like not a single person it's like you don't document it on Instagram you're not you don't have 25,000 followers that are eyes on you every single day yeah it's a lot different exactly I mean I mean for me it was like in the beginning I took it very seriously I was like oh no like we have no idea what this is what's going to happen I was pregnant at the time so I was absolutely terrified like I've got to protect my baby I got to protect my other baby my husband um, was working from home so we were just home for the first couple of months but still like my best friend who was also pregnant at the exact same time and her husband they were both working from home so that was our social bubble it was us and them and that was it but it's you're telling me this not everyone would know that looking at your stories right so they're automatically gonna go she just doesn't care about COVID. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, but that's sadly what our world of social media is like. Like everyone jumps to the negative. Everything. I feel like, not necessarily. I think it also takes one person. I feel like when one it's person, so yeah. it starts, it, it starts, it's one person will say something negative and then an influx of people will come in and with something negative to say as well. I think I have probably one of the best like Instagram, YouTube communities to say that I have very rarely experienced any type of hate or negative dm or anything of the sort so i'm very very thankful for that but yeah it literally just takes one person's negative comment to just start a whole dumpster fire domino effect literally (laughs) of people attacking you so what what is your favorite app to use on social oh god um right so many now i know right now i would have to say tiktok really i like tiktok yeah not um it's fun the trends are fun but i find that everybody on tiktok is just so real yeah i feel like instagram is very curated it's very here's a pretty photo do you like it what do you think whereas on tiktok i feel like i can be my true authentic like hot mess of a self can make silly videos i can dance i can do funny skits i can do whatever it is and like not to take life is so serious yeah, yeah. maybe it's just because gen z is like obsessed with <laughs> that could be a tip and they're more really chill stay with the gen they're, z. <laughs> they're a lot more chill than most uh higher up millennials or gen x but yeah. 
I absolutely love TikTok. Um, and then I would have to say Instagram. It would probably be my... Instagram's just, like, always one that's just, like, you know, it's there. It's, it's always It's always good. just... Yeah, exactly. It's always good. It's not going to burn out, like, no. MySpace. I mean, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, no. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully Everyone not. thought TikTok was going to die at some point. I remember when the pandemic hit and I was really into, like, the dancing TikToks and all that stuff. Yeah. I was like, why am I doing this? This, this app is going to die in, like, a year. When I thought when the pandemic was over. And now it's just, like, keeps skyrocketing. I'm like, all right. Well, wrong. that's the speculation. Everyone was like, oh, TikTok's going to die. And then there was that talk about it being banned in the U.S. Oh, and yeah. other countries yeah. that were going to ban it as well. And so everybody was like, oh, my God. What are all of these TikTok famous users going to do gonna now? Do, right? But it's, it's still going. It's still, still going. as strong still as ever. I mean, Instagram has Reels. YouTube now has YouTube Shorts. I think even Snapchat. Do you Snapchat. prefer TikTok over re- Reels? Okay, here's the weird. I'm weird. Okay. <laughs> I'm weird. <laughs> I'm weird. I like watching videos on TikTok. Okay. But I like creating Reels. I like Reels too. I better. think it's because majority of my audience is on Instagram, so they're more likely to see my Reels. True. Whereas TikTok, I'm starting from ground zero. So right. it's kind of like this weird thing. I love the trends on TikTok. They literally like I will laugh for yeah, hours and hours it. and hours on TikTok. But when it comes to creating a video, I would rather post it on Reels than I would on TikTok. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a weird it's weird. It's just That weird. makes sense. I feel like also when you have a whole brand on Instagram, it's I, I would go that route. You would just choose to do something that's like you had the following on. You know exactly. what I mean? Like that's the way I would do it too. Exactly. So you want to use the platform that you have the most followers yeah. on. Makes sense. Even though like YouTube technically is my biggest platform, I just, I don't know. There's something about YouTube that I'm just like, I'm over it. Tube, it's weird. So my little sister, Jules, mm-hmm. 18, loves YouTube. I never got into it. Like I never was really like watching Tana Mojo on Instagram or, or sorry, on YouTube or same with like David Dobrik. I was never like an yeah. avid YouTube watcher. And I think that's why I can't get into it. I'm like, I never grew up with that. So, but my sister's like, oh, you don't know Trisha Paytas. You don't know this person. And I'm like, no, I think there's like a specific <laughs> age group because I, when I started with YouTube, I would watch it all the time. That was like my form. So it wasn't necessarily like vloggers and YouTubers. I was more so watching and following the beauty accounts. Okay. Those were like my favorite things to watch on YouTube, learning how to do certain hairstyles or braids or makeup or um, skincare or things like that. That's what I enjoyed watching on yeah. YouTube. It wasn't until my niece, I think she was like eight, eight or nine. And she started watching like the vloggers. Okay. So like, like Emma Chamberlain kind of thing. No, like Logan Paul. Oh. The Paul brothers. <laughs> and she started. That's so great. Who else? James Charles. Okay. Like, yeah. All of them when they first started out, yeah. she was watching them. And so for me, I was like, oh, let me just watch them to see what she's watching, kind of to like. Yeah. You know, kind of stay, be the cool auntie and like be relatable with yeah. her and have something to talk about, but also monitor what it is that the yeah. content that she was True. consuming. Um, so I was never really like into that. And then it got to a point where she wasn't into, into it, it anymore. as well. Okay. And then now she's like head over heels into TikTok, like loves TikTok. Okay. Uh, she doesn't really watch the YouTubers anymore, like James Charles. Do you think that's and- because the YouTubers moved over to TikTok though? 
No. No? I just feel like there's so much drama in the YouTube world. Like, I feel like with there's the, so much drama in the TikTok world. It's just like oh, I don't never-ending drama. <laughs> I don't follow any of the drama in that's the TikTok the world. So that's the weird. That's the weird thing. It's like I have no idea. Everyone's like, oh, this person, this, and this person, that. And I'm like, who are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, true. I mean, who? I'm also like so annoying on TikTok that like Brett, I'll be like watching something. I'm like, oh, you got to hear all the the gossip that happened between Nessa and Jaden and Maddie. <laughs> and he's like, who are you talking about? You know what See, I mean? I've but never. I'm so invested in. It. I'm like, I got to know what's gonna happen. What happened here? Like, who did what? See, I, I think thing. maybe everybody has their own, like, group of people that they enjoy watching. Because if something happened with, like, Desi Perkins and Katie True. and, like, them, I would be so, I, I love them. I feel right. like they're my best friend. Right. <laughs> so if something happened to, like, them, I'd be like, oh, my God, did you hear? Blah, like blah, 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 blah. Like, when Desi got pregnant, I was, like, right in her pregnancy with her. Um, when Katie started her clothing, I was, like, right in it. And I was telling my husband all about it. And he's just like, talking yeah it's so true what's wrong with you so true so it's i guess it depends on like the generation and what you're really in but lately i just have not been into youtube i i think it's more so because i've gotten into like the quick quick videos quick content consumption like i just want that 15 seconds you're gonna make me laugh haha that was really good next yeah and like gotten so used to that that when i go to youtube and i see like even a six minute video I'm like really yeah am I gonna watch this yeah but I think that's why TikTok knows like they know what they're doing and they know that Gen Z's too have a very short attention span and just want to keep scrolling exactly so I feel like that's where TikTok thrives and that's why they're doing so well and then now Instagram's trying to follow suit and YouTube and even Snapchat has their own version of like a TikTok it's so weird it's so (laughs) weird what is the biggest misconception about being an influencer that it's an easy job okay that all we do is take pictures and post it and that's, that's probably what everyone thinks to be honest. there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that nobody sees and nobody well us as content creators we talk about it so much but nobody believes us until they're actually in it but we are literally videographer photographer editor-in-chief we are management we are legal we are accountants like we wear many many hats it's kind of like being an entrepreneur it literally is it's like the same roles yes you literally do everything. You're not building an actual product like Only Oats, but you're building yourself as the product yes. and the brand. My husband likes to say that I'm basically a billboard. I am a walking billboard, usually what people see on my Instagram, whether it be what I'm wearing, yeah. what I'm using, they want to buy into that. So companies will pay for that, but there's a lot of negotiation. There's a lot of back end. There's a lot of back and forth with clients. There's right. a lot that uh, people don't see. So I think the biggest, misconce- <laughs> the biggest misconception is that we we just take pictures right a lot of my friends were like oh you just get paid to be pretty and I'm like that's like I'm I'm pretty <laughs> not at all actually. I'm I'm pretty one day out of the week I do my hair and my makeup one day out of the week and I shoot all of my content that yeah. I may need for like two three weeks and then I am dressed like a crazy person every single day going through emails chasing clients getting and approvals. also just posting and like continuously posting staying relevant on the page keeping up with the times like it's it's a full-time job in itself the new algorithm has made it very 
very difficult yeah. to kind of keep up. Instagram basically wants you to be on the app at all times, all day, in order for it to boost your content or even show your content to those who are following you. Right. So they want you to not only post, but you have to comment and like within a certain period of time. You have to respond to certain comments. You have to respond to DMs. People so have to crazy. interact on your stories. Yeah. Like if they're not interacting on your stories, they're not going to see you. They want you to turn on notifications. They want you to do reels. They want you to do IGTVs. They want you to do Instagram lives. Like there are so many things that Instagram wants you to do just to kind of stay relevant on the platform that is just so over the top. So as an influencer, we are literally on our phones like 24 seven, 24 seven. Don't don't ever ask us what our screen time is. Don't <laughs> just don't do it. OK, <laughs> don't do it. That's so true. I had to like change Instagram from being a social app to like a productivity app on my screen time. So I would feel better about it, better about what I was doing, because I was like, this is technically work. So yeah. let me adjust this exactly. because the amount of time spent on the app is insane but it's all for work it's your job so then my next question is 2016 you started what's different now in the influencer age than when you started out what's like one of the biggest things you've noticed everything yeah everything is completely different when I started out Instagram was chronological order and all of the things that we liked and enjoyed about the app but over the years, it has changed to kind of compete with other apps and to keep our attention right. on their app. Like they introduced stories to keep up with Snapchat. They introduced reels to keep up with TikTok. They introduced IGTV to keep up with YouTube. Um, and then they have the picture sharing and then they have the album sharing feature to keep up with God, Facebook. Yeah. So it's a lot uh, a lot has changed and every time they come out with a new function they push that so right. the more you use that function the more likely you are to be seen by your audience and by other people so they okay. really just want you to just use whatever it is that they've recently launched so right. like reels right now they're pushing reels so hard that is so cool to know i've i've never known that yeah they yeah. they really want i think just a couple of days ago the CEO or something had created a video saying that they are moving from being a picture sharing app to a video sharing app. They they are directly trying to compete with TikTok and YouTube. What? So now as a content creator in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I have to create more videos. Right. So whether it be an IGTV or be more reels or just be like a regular one minute video that gets posted on my feed, that is what Instagram is looking to push to the top of the algorithm over just regular pictures. And That's then crazy. there's also stories too. Like people want to see what's going on in everybody's yeah. lives. So they're more likely to view stories. Right. Well, I'm taking it from Gen Z, a.k.a. my niece. She tells me that she literally opens Instagram, taps through stories, and then closes it and goes back to TikTok. She doesn't even scroll through her feed anymore. Okay. And if she does, it's like a couple of scrolls, and then she closes the app. She's okay. more so a stories person, and then just goes straight to TikTok. So the audience and who you're trying to target, so cool, you okay. have to like wrap your mind around what it is that this audience that you are targeting is consuming right. and then basically create for them so crazy but it makes a lot of sense like the more i think about it a lot of my friends say they get more views on their stories than likes on their photos and i'm like 
That is so strange. Yes. I could put a poll up on my story and I would have more people interact with that poll than I will having people interact on a picture that I posted. And it's the same thing with reels. The views and the likes and the comments that you would get on reels are astronomically higher than what I would get from posting a regular picture. So it's just... So true. Since I started in 2016, every time Instagram has changed, we as influencers have had to adapt and change with it. So everything has changed. Like if I sat down and told 2016 me everything that I'm doing now, (laughs) she'd be like, no, let me go find that nine to five. Let me me go get that office job. (laughs) Who wants to be my boss? Because I'm out of this. Like it's a lot. It's a lot sometimes. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, it's also a lot too. kind of like transitioning into like you becoming a mom. You went from like this Toronto blogger fashion lifestyle into motherhood lifestyle fashion. Yeah. So how was that transition for you? It was hard on the world of Instagram, like with everyone seeing you go from one to the other. It was hard. I'm not going to lie. The first When I got pregnant, I was, like, super, super excited about it, obviously. and But I was not mentally prepared for the changes. I prepped myself for the physical changes that were going to happen to my body, but I was not prepping myself for the mental changes that were going to happen as well. Right. So that transition was probably the hardest for me because I now had to rediscover myself. I knew myself for 28 years or 20... I was 20, how old was I when I got pregnant? 27? <laughs> I knew myself for 27 years as this one person. Right. And then now I had to completely adapt and change everything about me to grow this human and birth this human. So everything about my mentality and everything that I did had changed. And so now I had to refine myself as like a pregnant woman and then find myself again as a mother. Right. And so that period and that transition was probably the hardest for me. It was fun sharing all of like the pregnancy milestones and my bump. I loved having my bump and I thought it was so cute. But then it was more so like the mental aspects behind the scenes and dealing with like postpartum depression and things like that. That was like the hardest for me because on the app you show up and you show all the good things. Right. But at the time nobody was talking about the bad things and that was happening. And you're human at the end of the day. Like I think that's exactly. the one thing people forget in the world of social media and influencers is like all these people you see on Instagram are all real people. Exactly. And they're all human. And they yes. all deal with very similar things to you. Exactly. You know, which I, don't, I think people forget. And I think that's what happens with like the whole judgment, body shaming and stuff like that on social media because you forget that like these people are just like you. Exactly. It's we all have feelings at the end of the day. Like we're we're not soulless. Yeah. <laughs> Everything still hurts. No, so um yeah, I think the transitioning to motherhood was probably the hardest for me because I again had to like relearn everything about myself. Um but once I started to learn myself and rediscover myself now as a mother that's when things started to get a lot easier for me so that transition the first time around with my first child was definitely hard but as time went on I slowly started to find it a lot easier and I also was able to create a community of moms and other women who were going through the same things that I was going through 
And they literally became my best friends. Like I have best friends that live in Buffalo, in LA. I have best friends in Quebec. I have best friends literally all around the world that I talk to every single day. And they're moms and they are going through the exact same things that I'm going through. And so just being able to create that community and have those women around me to help like support me mentally made it astronomically easier as time went on. Which is just so amazing too because you're able to build this community through a social media app yes with people that are going through the same things as you like if you really think about it it's just kind of wild right like if you think back 10 years 20 years ago there was no app like that like people were kind of you had your friends and that was it yes now you can connect with people all over the world exactly all over the world questions that you want to know so it's it's kind of super cool that the world has transitioned into a digital world but there obviously are ups and downs with that too. So my next yes. question was going to be like, what are you most scared of your daughters growing up in a world of social media? Um, I would like, oh, I guess how accessible they would become to other people. Yeah. I'm not necessarily worried about like confidence and maybe what they may see because I feel like, it's my job as their mother to always make sure that they know that they are whole as they are. So right. when it comes to body image or what somebody else, just because somebody else has something or looks something looks a certain way, doesn't mean that they are lacking in right. anything. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like I've taken on that role very, very like strongly. My concern is more so pedophiles I guess you could say yeah that makes sense I'm more concerned about the people who are out there who want to hurt them or who would want to inflict harm on them there are a lot of crazy people crazy people out there a lot of people who believe and do certain things that just don't don't sit right with me or my husband so my biggest worry is either someone trying to lure them or groom them or you know traffic them in any way shape or form because social media has made it so much easier easier, for women children even men to be trafficked and they could be living in their home with their parents and still being trafficked by somebody so that's the scary part for me yeah but i i'm hoping and praying that you know uh that things will get better as time goes on. I know recently they were announcing that they were thinking of putting out a course in school, like in high school, I believe, about sex trafficking and online trafficking, online bullying, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really hoping that that is actually a thing. I'm really concerned that it took it this long to get there. That part, too. (laughs) Like, why has it taken... Um, I know when it comes to bullying that they did have an online bullying course or class that kids had to take. Um, and they had to take an online safety course, but I think that they're coming out with something that's specifically for sex trafficking because it's becoming like bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, it was already huge, but it's just getting, it's getting easier for these people to access more people through the social media apps. So things like that. So crazy. Yeah. So let's hope that that course comes out. I would, yeah. I would hope so. Or just lock my kids in a tower. You know, no yeah, big deal. Yeah, that too. They can just be Rapunzel for a couple exactly, of years. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> so would your kids growing up, you have two girls, two beautiful girls. Would you recommend being an influencer or a content creator or a YouTuber 
to them down the line if that's something they expressed interest in knowing kind of what you've learned along the way and like the benefits you've had but also like the challenges you faced right um I think I would if it's something my husband and I talk about this all the time and we believe strongly in encouraging our kids in whatever it is that they are passionate about Alisa right now is obsessed with ballet and being a ballerina and she wants to wear a tutu 24 7 literally sleeps in it eats in it we have to pry it off of her to get her in the bath so she just wants to be a ballerina princess at all times and I'm like girl if you want to be a ballerina you can be a ballerina do you want to take a class do you want me to put up a class on now they have like YouTube videos where she can pretend to be in a ballet class now that um, well since COVID happened and she will tell me yes we will put on ballerina her and I will dance we will practice ballet So so we are very like we believe firmly that we should be encouraging yeah. whatever it is that they are passionate about, whatever it is that they may like their interests in helping them grow and discover what they want to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now. I mean, she may not always want to be a ballerina, but right, right. for right now she's a ballerina and who knows, maybe she may want to be a ballerina forever and become the most amazing ballerina dancer in the world. Right. Who knows? But we won't know unless we encourage and support her in her decisions. So no, that's so kind true. of like our mentality on it. If she wants to be a YouTuber, girl, you can be a YouTuber. <laughs> Do you? You just you just got to work. Like there can't be a coasting through life. Yeah. Hey, I mean like social media, the world of social media, there's so many jobs. Like there's so many ways to make money through it now. Exactly. Like, also, like social media managers for brands, like those were not jobs. And there's so many na- like of them now, you know, like there's so many ways it can go. So that's, that's really awesome. I'm, I'm really glad you said that. So what are the next steps for you? Are you just content creating your way through life, like, which is obviously amazing? Or is there something you were like passionate about that you would want to do further coming out of COVID? Um, coming out of COVID, I... I think I've learned how important it is to have something outside of social media. Definitely do not want to go back to an office job. No nine to fives. But <laughs> my husband and I have been discussing potentially starting a kids clothing brand. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yes. Please. That's so, <laughs> so exciting. It's, it's something that I have been wanting to do for so long, but I kept kind of putting it on the back burner because, you know, it's a huge expenditure. Like, you can't yeah. just... I don't want to half-ass it. I, if I'm going to do it, I want to be, like, all in. But I've always kind of been like, oh, well, you know, we just got pregnant. We have to we have to save and right. be prepared for the baby. And then it was our wedding. And then it was the second baby. And now we're, like, looking to buy a house. So we're I've always kind of, like, pushed it to the back yeah. burner. But this the past year has taught me that there's literally no better time than now. And it's better to just at least get my foot in the water then stand on the sidelines so true so that's so exciting hopefully your clothing line is out when i have kids so then i can just dress all my little kids they can can be models for me (laughs) oh my god that's so exciting well thank you so much for coming on the show this was so fun it's so crazy all the years gone by 
dynamite to hear like I just feel like I've known you for so long I feel like I've known you since you were like a baby like I'm like really old like, I feel really old no you're young I feel <laughs> old I feel like oh my god I remember when you were like in grade 11 yeah, so and you crazy. were telling me about all your boy problems while we were closing the store yeah. or you would talk about some party that you were going oh to and god. all of these things and I'm like I just remember all the stories I feel like I'd literally watched you grow up from no, like no it's true you, you really did you little really teeny did. bopper too and here we are which is so crazy. Right? So thank you so much again. That was This was awesome. Oh, no. I thank really you for having you me. Thank you. Yay. We'll be back next week for another episode of It's Literally Fine Podcast.